Hello and welcome to From Misfit to Mystic. Get ready for my unfiltered, off-the-cuff, raw and real radio show that puts evolutionary leaders from all over the world into the spotlight. Leaders who have taken themselves from feeling unseen, unworthy and out of place to becoming unapologetic for who they were born to be. I'm your host, Lisa Don Lajoie, and we will be digging into the victorious impact that these powerful change makers give to the world with their purpose, how they monetize their magnificence daily, and how they confidently stepped into co-creating the life of their dreams. Now let's dig into today's episode. Welcome to the show. I'm absolutely thrilled to have you. We've had a few really amazing and interesting conversations. I absolutely Mm -hmm. love what you're up to, as you know, and I can't wait to share with everybody your mastery and how you ended up in this place where you're, you're gifting the world with your own magic. So let's get into a conversation about, uh, sex. (laughs) Dr. Gail. Sex. He says, hesitantly. (laughs) (laughs) How did you end up doing this? I just so, I just want to talk about how you ended up in this position where that's an expertise that you have in, you know, in today's world. Oh, well, (laughs) it's a long, long story, but I'll give you the calls notes. Um, My first marriage was when it ended. Uh, the very last time I had sex with my first husband was when I had my first orgasm. Whoa. It, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And it was because I was, I was free. Wow. And I knew I was free. And so I could just, yeah, release. Wow. wow. And, you know, I had been called the ice queen and all sorts of things. And I used to like sex. And then as our relationship diminished, I didn't, I didn't want to have sex with this man anymore because I wasn't really liking the guy. And after our marriage ended, I wanted to know what's wrong with me. I used to love sex, even though I, I didn't even know what an orgasm could actually feel like. And then after I had one, it was like, uh, hello, I'd like more of those. How did that happen? <laughs> and <laughs> so I started studying. Yeah. And it was one book, one course at a time, and it just evolved. Wow. So let's go back time. to Wow. Like, I am so excited about this because obviously you're starting out on this just vulnerable, on its raw conversation. So if I understand correctly, you wanted to understand what happened. So you're really like your curiosity to get to know yourself and to understand what changed for you is kind of what started this ball rolling. I was 36 when I had my first orgasm. Wow, amazing. And so this, okay, that's really interesting. And Mm -hmm. is that like, is that the beginning of you realizing, you know, I need to help other women and people like me, like this is, this really is telling to your true connection to self, to your own intimate ability. Like, is that what kind of opened the door for you to want to understand? Eventually. Yeah. Eventually I, you know, it started just really wanting to heal myself. 
and figure out what was going on. Mm -hmm. And at first I was just, I was really selfish with it because after my divorce, I kind of went a little sex crazy and just had a whole lot of wild fun and really, you know, explored my own sexuality and, and what, what turns me on, what doesn't turn me on. And the more I was studying, the more those studies gave me permission, mm -hmm. if you will, yeah. to really embrace my own sexuality. So um, that led to eventually me going, you know, I could really make a career out of this. What, how amazing would this be for me to help other people who have been struggling? That's incredible. So that, okay, we have to stop for a second and talk about this because to me, you didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> I did not. And you know what? Like, that's the framework for me of so many people's lives. Like, you know, I also, you know who I am, you know, I do transformational work as well. And I know a lot of people in that situation where they don't, especially women, they don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. And they don't know who they are intimately and physically and sensually and sexually, right? And you're, you know, what you're talking about is a huge topic that's so very important to me. And you know, what I love is also, see, I believe that all people should explore. I really do. That's mm -hmm. my personal, you know, integration and awareness self, because what it did when I went through my own sexual exploration, as you did, was it really helped me heal. And it also helped me understand that I was important and nourishing that aspect of myself was important. And I'm sure that's something that you know, you've learned a lot about, obviously, and you're, you know, so raw and open about, listen, I was 36 when I started. Let's have a real conversation here about that's okay as long as you start at one point, right? Mm -hmm. Because that must be a hard thing to, you know, maybe you find this in your work. It's a hard thing for people to actually confess to. Like how many women are hiding that they don't have orgasms? You know what I mean? Like how many right. people are suffering in this silent shame, feeling like I have to hide this huge secret that I don't know. Like this is just like to me, yeah. I know that exists. Like tell me about that. Like how, what do we do? Like, what did you do? And how did, what did <laughs> Well, first of all, to be completely transparent, to add to this, is that when I was exploring my sexuality, it was a double whammy for me because I had never really felt loved and accepted throughout my life. In my family home, a lot of bullying at school, um, my marriage had just fallen apart, I wasn't feeling the love and acceptance there. Yeah. And so I was using sex as a vehicle to feel loved and accepted. And what I, what I have learned over time, partly through my own exploration, my own life experiences, but all through, also through my education, is that if we don't feel connected to who we are, and if we don't feel safe with who we're having sex with, wow. like I'm, I'm talking primarily here about um, a committed relationship between two people. Mm -hmm. uh, it's easy to have hot sex, one night stand sex, because there's, there's, no, uh, there's no history. Right, that's true. There's no, there's no hurts. You can freely be whoever you want to be in that moment. Mm 
And, you know, you, you risk being rejected and judged by who? Somebody that you just met, so it doesn't hold any weight. But when you are in a relationship mm -hmm. and there's been those hurts and those little judgments that you've had, the miscommunications, the missteps, and you start to not feel completely safe to be your true self and bring all of that forward, then your sexuality starts to suffer. Wow, yeah. Amazing. And so true, like that, that, that inner understanding of like sensuality or sexuality is about love and it's mm -hmm. about safety and it's about nurturance is so very, very important, right? So the healing journey that you're describing is my healing journey for sure. You know what mm. I mean? Which okay. I can really relate to. And, you know, I know so many uh, people who have, you know, just have the same core misunderstanding about themselves mm -hmm. that they're not okay and that somehow something's wrong with them. You know, and for me, and you must address this in your work as well. I did have, uh, you know, sexual abuse in my life, which was really, you know, endangered me to be liberated and free. And my, you know, when your innocence is taken away, whether it's through you're not enough in shame, or or an actual physical uh, invasion of your yourself as a small young person, you know, either way, there's there's a trauma that's really like, you know, breathtaking. Mm -hmm. in a very negative way it like takes your breath away and how do you reclaim your breath back and start breathing into yourself again you know right. how did you do that like what happened that you know what healing things did you do that really transform you apart from you know exploring yourself and being open to that discovery oh well we're kind of going way forward here <laughs> you don't have to uh, if I could back it up a little, um, in my second marriage, okay. things started off really amazing, high sexual energy. Okay. We were really connected. Uh, but what happened is my same relationship patterns started to emerge. Okay. And then our sex life started to dwindle. Okay. And at the same time, I am now in practice seeing clients who are having sexual concerns and my sex life is dwindling. Wow. Yeah. And what I was seeing in all of my clients who were coming to me was that they were having these sexual concerns, but if the sex, if the concern was not, pardon me, if the concern didn't have a medical basis, it was based in a relational concern. An intimacy concern either um, an intimacy concern between partners or within themselves mm -hmm. and I was living what they were going through I had the the sex education part but I was seeing this convergence of how it's not just sex right it is it is intimacy yeah. And I started breaking things down and looking at it differently and, and um, seeing that intimacy, you know, a, a healthy, happy relationship is a, a trifecta of love, intimacy, and sex. And as you know, 
we know love is it's pure mm -hmm. it's it's just pure it is mm -hmm. and sex as my mentor used to say is perfectly natural but it's not always naturally perfect <laughs> so, <laughs> isn't that great i love that awesome. That's so, so true yeah so true so yes. if love is pure and sex is natural what's the problem Right. It's in that intimacy part of the trifecta. This is where all of the baggage is. So I started breaking down intimacy. Now, remember, I'm doing this for my clients at the same time I'm doing this for me. Wow, that's incredibly powerful. And, you know, broke intimacy down into it's, we're physically intimate. We have thought intimacy, mm -hmm. an exchange of our ideas, mm -hmm. our memories, um, yeah, so many people feel that they can't share what's on their mind. Yeah. And so there can be a breakdown in intimacy there. Our emotional intimacy, of course. Yes. All of the emotions. And our spiritual intimacy, first with ourself and our partner, but our spiritual intimacy with ourself is as far as, you know, the way I define it, which might be different from the way you do, is our spiritual intimacy is, is our essence. It's our expression of our true self okay so he, the healing is getting rid of the baggage so we can get back to our true selves mm -hmm. is there an actual like in your viewpoint i'm curious about what you think is there actually a sensual or sexual self essence and self i don't believe that you can separate spirit and sex your sexuality they are one and the same i love it and can you explain a little bit about that? So the audience of people who don't really understand what that means. Absolutely. I'd be, and, and please jump in with, with your thoughts as well. I I'm loving the conversation. Uh, you know, spirituality is about a, a deeper awareness of who you are. It's a deeper awareness mm -hmm. of others. It's a deeper awareness of the universe. Yes. And our sexuality, when we have sex, it affords us the opportunity to have a deeper awareness of ourselves, body, mind, heart, and spirit, mm. a deeper awareness of our partner, Yes. a deeper awareness of um, connection beyond, you know, peg A fits in slot B, you know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> so our our spirituality our essence our energy energy is is always in motion and sex is about pleasure it's about movement um our spirituality opens us up to thoughts beyond what keeps us restricted and suppressed mm, brilliant and with our sexuality, if we can open up our, our thoughts, open up our minds, and embrace the fact that the erotic mind is not politically correct, <laughs> that our fantasies can... <laughs> That's brilliant, Dr. Gail. I love that. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and so don't beat yourself up about whatever your fantasies are. That's the amazing. erotic mind has no political correctedness it ha it knows no social morals it is what it is you know 
I, can I, I want to ask you a question about this because yeah. first of all, I adore this conversation. And <laughs> I have to say, I know there's a lot of men out there who feel really ashamed for that part of themselves because it has, it is really not politically correct. And mm -hmm. I know that that's a struggle often with women too. There's this, how do we understand that aspect of self and stay spiritual or stay feeling good about the experience? You know what I mean? It's, it's a tough one. Yes. Okay. It is a tough one. And what I found in my work is that it really, the more work you do on yourself to rid yourself of your own shame in other areas of your life, yes. your own limiting beliefs, mm -hmm. then, and a whole shit ton of forgiveness I love it. for yourself and for others, mm -hmm. then you've opened that, you've expanded your awareness to an understanding that you know, I can have a fantasy about this. Doesn't mean I have to act on it. Yet, oh, that is like a nugget of gold right there. Because so often, I mean, I personally have had a lot of men friends. You know, I've just really, they're like simple. So I like them. <laughs> it's just, it's this equals this equals. It's not simple, like they're not, you know, they have complexities as well. But often it's just, it is what it is with, a lot of the male friends I've had in my life, and this is one of their greatest challenges as men, is to just feel understood and feel like it's okay for them to say what they wanna say without that being an offense or something really wrong or a, um, an accusation of sorts, you know? Um, you mean they're wanting to share their fantasies with they, others? They, they wanna share their fantasies with others and they go through like, their own kind of like breakdown in their relationships with the ones that they love, the women in their life, and even the men in their life. And that is a common thread that I've seen. Now, of course, women must go through that too. I'm mm -hmm. just expressing what my experience has been, you know? So that's what ends up sometimes taking them away from the interaction and conversation with their, the person in their life. And I'm wondering what you would recommend maybe to those people going, I have these fantasies that I can't talk about. And, but I'm drawn to those, them expressing themselves. And somehow, you know, I keep thinking about them, but because I feel locked down and I can't communicate with my loved one, it, this is, it's getting bigger, but I have mm -hmm. no way to release it. What do they do? What do we do? Well, it depends on, on what they want to do with those fantasies. Like, uh, first of all, are they wanting to take those fantasies and make them a reality? Perfect. And if that is the case, mm -hmm. then both partners need to be able to share vulnerably and openly in, in other areas to be able to have the, the sexual conversation is one of the hardest ones we have because there are so many taboos around it. And we have so many judgments around it. So if we can have those harder conversations as couples yeah. um, about other areas of our lives and feel safe, mm -hmm. then, and if we've healed enough of our own BS around our own sexuality, yeah. then we can be more open to that conversation with our partner. Because sometimes it's tough. Depends what it is that they want to bring forward, that they want to act out. Okay. So 
uh, that starts with some, some inner work of them, their own, really exploring what is the benefit to me right now in this point of time to want to have this conversation? Is it better for me to explore this with a third party professional who right. is non judgmental and isn't going to add more shame than I'm already feeling? Love it. I love it. And, and then from there, how much of the couple needs to work on things mm -hmm. and then come together in this conversation? Incredible. So if they're wanting to act on it, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. Now, if they are having fantasies that they just feel shameful about, that they are not necessarily wanting to act on, mm -hmm. then I say, lighten up. <laughs> and, and in the kindest way possible. <laughs> um, really, and, and it's about knowing that the erotic mind is not PC. Mm. And that's okay. And that you can actually use these fantasies to your advantage sometimes. Okay. And I'll share a personal on this one. Okay. Like, one, of my, one of my fantasies is about seeing my husband having sex with another man. Oh. He, is, <laughs> he is not homophobic in the least. Okay. But he doesn't want to go there. No. He no. likes sex with women, with me. Yeah. And that is not something that is on his agenda. Now, we are at the point where we can have that conversation and I can tell him what my fantasy is. And he goes, okay, I'm not threatened by it, but you know that's not going to happen, right? <laughs> so there are times where I'm having trouble getting into it. I'm having trouble getting aroused. So I can go into that fantasy right? while we are playing in, in other sexual ways, you know, the light sexual play beforehand, I can go to that fantasy or, you know, pick another fantasy out of my, my fantasy, my lineup of fantasy movies up here, <laughs> plug one in, and I can use that to help me get aroused. And get to that place where I'm, because a lot of women have trouble yes. switching. Yeah, 100%. And, and men, as they get older, have, generally speaking, yes. find that that becomes more of a, um, they're not turned on like they were when they were 18 or 20 or 30. And so it takes a little longer for them too. So, you know, you just, you can use the fantasy to your advantage. And, but then, you know, once you are aroused, the caveat to this is then bring your focus back to your partner. Nice. Because if you're having a fantasy about, you know, some star or starlet or, you know, some other person, and then you're projecting that person onto your partner, you're not really present with your partner that's amazing so really be self <clears throat> honest about the moment like create that arousement allow yourself to fantasize i love what you're saying because what i'm understanding is like you're saying i don't really have any shame because i have an open honest intimate relationship so i don't hold 
we've talked and he knows and we just had this open dialogue which creates the safety for me as a person mm -hmm. to have that experience with him and for there not to be any bad feelings inside or any kind of shame occurring energy because like i'm I, we're, we're present and it's okay and then i bring my attention back to the situation as i have brought that forth through my fantasy the arousement and I and I stay in the presence of my loved one. That's like absolutely beautiful. It's beautiful. I, I mean, really, and I have to say, I'm so honored that you're so honest about your experience because I think you, by doing that, give permission to millions of people who mm. go through so many really different emotions around sensuality and sexuality. So thank you for just being you and just saying, this is what it is. And it's okay yeah. because you're the permission statement for so many people, mm -hmm. so many people. So I'm very grateful you said that, honestly. And I love this conversation around the whole, you know, walking through the door of, of you know, changing the dynamics of your relationship and feeling intimacy from a, a conversation to an experience without, like really building your intimacy through doing that with without conflict just saying well this is what it is we're in this place now as we've aged or as we're moving through our relationship you know what i mean it's like who i mean what else is there to say like this that's <laughs> like that's that is the ingredients you know those are the ingredients to yeah forward in embracing your honest open and willing spiritual sensuality owning yourself owning your truth Oh, and sharing that with your loved one and finding forgiveness in whatever way is necessary, you know, because I'm sure we need that. Sometimes, you know, the breakdown of the experience, which you shared before, like, you know, we're going through this breakdown inside and we found our way through it through these values and these, you know, limitless beliefs. Like I can share anything with you and it's important that I do. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and him holding exactly. these for you, like, that's just gorgeous and beautiful and abundant i love it like i love it like we could in here and i'd be totally orgasmic <laughs> <laughs> totally orgasmic. this is amazing you know, like really really important is there other things that you might recommend just to, just to kind of conclude maybe that part of our discussion like mm, well the intimacy part you know it's you really need to embrace everything mm. intimate to embrace your sexual intimacy. Yes. And it's hard to enjoy sex if you're not feeling in comfortable in your own body. Mm. So you need to have that intimate connection with your own body. Yeah. And be if who cares what size or shape you are, how many lumps or bumps, we are all human. Yeah. And our sexuality isn't and shouldn't be determined by how we look. It's enjoying pleasure. It's enjoying movement. So, you know, if you're not um, feeling really comfortable about your body, start doing some things just to get in touch with it. You know, put on some music and, and dance in your bedroom all by yourself. You know, stand in front of the mirror in the bathroom naked and just our tendency is to go to the 
I don't like, oh my God, cover up, hide. Well, how about, I love my eyes. Right. I love my smile. Yes. Start, start with the small things and learn to embrace your body. Um, thoughts. We've been talking a lot about our thoughts, our limiting beliefs and how we feel and our fantasies. And, you know, what are your thoughts about your sexuality and how many judgments are there? Just really be aware mm -hmm. of the stories your ego mind is creating right. about what it is you think you believe about sex. Because really, whatever it is that you think you believe, it's all outdated conditioning. Exactly. Yes. It, you, 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 you internalize those messages mm -hmm. by, you know, through the media, through your upbringing, through other people, and yeah. whether they were verbal or implied, you were conditioned in a certain way to think certain things yes. about who you are and about your sexuality. So challenge that. Mm -hmm. Does know, this thought really belong to me? Yeah, that's a great, absolutely, absolutely. Right. Or does it belong to somewhere else in my life? Like yeah, so what can I let go of? Yes, yeah. for sure. Like that's key, key and instrumental in, in owning the next step of our sensuality or sexuality or intimacy, right? Like I've done things like this where, because it brought us to mind listening to you where, you know, like being abused. I mean, that's a, I really, like, I used to think it's going to go away one day. And you know what? It really isn't. It's like a part of my life and that's it. It doesn't, you don't, it doesn't go away. It just becomes a kind of like a scar that's healed that I just always know this happened. But mm -hmm. the intimacy and the, and bringing my own openness to an innocence back to the exploration, that's was key for me. And years ago, and it's something I think is very important, and you can let me know if I'm on track here, is we've, when you've been abused in some way or you have shame, your innocence was taken. Like somebody taught you something about yourself that wasn't true. We've accepted it as true, it becomes that limiting belief, it becomes all these things. But to claim back the aspect that was lost, there has to be a discovery. And so mm -hmm. I did this thing too, where I went in and I said, you know what, I'm in a I'm going to let myself, I was like in my 20s, I'm going to let myself do to myself what I wish a man would do to me. Mm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I did things like being in, uh, I would lived in Ireland at the time and, I, and I, was, I had this little place where I was living and the fire was burning and I, I basically wrapped myself in lace and I I just did exactly to my own body openly and vulnerably what I wanted someone else to do to me. And I did this often and mm -hmm. it allowed me to really, but with this mind inside saying, checking in, like, how does this make me feel? How does this make me feel? So I could tell somebody else that this is what I liked, right? Yes. Yes. And you are talking about a key component in the, the work that I do too, is that you know, we all have had traumas, some, t some little ones, sometimes they're really, really big, big traumas. And the, the reason that they still hurt is because they are cemented in with um, emotion. I love it. Best. So otherwise, it's just a story. Yes. It's just a picture postcard. Yes. But it hurts and it hurts present day because of our emotional attachment to yeah. it 
Makes sense to me. And so it is exploring those emotions and doing the healing work around those emotions mm -hmm. and replacing the story with something new. So what you were doing okay. was changing the story right. and oh. Im imprinting yeah. positive emotions onto the experience of sex and sexuality. I love it. That's, I'm so happy you used that as an example to express the change, you know? Um, I want to know about, you know, you know, when you work with people, talk to me about your work. I want, I want people to get to know you so they can follow you and love you up like I do. And I want them to understand, because to me, you're a trailblazer, honestly. Like this whole world and you're, the way you bring it forth with the spirituality component and the essence component and, you know, like, I think it's revolutionary personally. And we've, I've told you that before. I just honor you for your, your willingness to take risks and to move forward and be, to be that pioneer and to put the voice to what we really need to hear to find, mm -hmm. you know, I really honor you for this very much. So, so I want the audience to know about your work. Like how does, how, how do you go about, are there ways, is it like one-on-one -on -one best or do you do like, you know, teaching in a specific way, can people work with you? How can people work with you? Like, what's the journey for that? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, yes, one-on-one -on -one work is, yeah. you know, that's in the transformation work, I found that one-on-one -on -one work is really the, the Cadillac. Okay, I love That's that. where, especially in what I do, because people mm -hmm. are sharing such intimacies they need to feel safe. Yes. So the one-on-one -on -one work is really about creating that safe container mm -hmm. where they can share and we do deep dives into, when I do an intake with people, yeah. it can take an hour and a half wow. because I don't leave any stone unturned. Like what are those hurts? Where did those come from? And what I do is, you know, look at the threads being able to link it all together that, oh, so this is happening now. And you told me that this happened in your twenties and you told me that this happened when you were seven. Mm. You see how that, those things yeah. are, are creating an echo experience here. Amazing. And, and yeah. then, you know, there's, there's different exercises that we do. Um, it depends if it's a couple or if it's an individual, mm -hmm. you know, coupled exercises where they are interacting and learning to be able to just be still and hold one another in an extended hug until the, uh, you know, the juicy, yummy chemicals kick in and they can fully relax in that embrace with each other wow. in that stillness. Um, yeah. letter, letter writing in, okay. in releasing forgiveness work. Mm. It's, um, a big part of it, a release modality that I use is going back into the, the hurt, going yeah. back into those old emotions yeah. and going back into, and okay, creating the What's my ideal? How do I want to feel? Mm -hmm. How do I want to experience this? Yeah. And going back into the old emotion okay. in a controlled, safe way, and then going back to the, the high point. This is what I want. 
and, and doing that work where we're going down into it and then creating a new experience, each time we're imprinting a stronger positive experience and letting go of the old one. And because those old hurts are um, cemented in with emotion, we actually have to kind of go in and, and excavate and evoke those emotions so we can release them because otherwise they just stay suppressed and they keep messing with us. But you know, like I know, cause I've done a work on like in that way, I don't think people necessarily should do that alone. That's why I think it's so important to have people like yourself because these wounds are so vulnerable. How do you, you know? And so your work is critical in a way for people to be able to take the stages and not try to understand the stages because you can help them understand the stages. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm writing about the modality in the book I'm writing right now. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> so exciting. Yeah, it's, it's coming out um, uh, spring 2020. Yes. Um, the title is Make Love Great. Yes. Ah. Double entendre, take it any way you want. <laughs> but that, I, I discussed that modality in the book yeah. with a caution to start with the little tiny things. Mm -hmm. You know, you're still pissed that your brother, you know, broke your bike when you were six years old. Right. Well, Let's, let's go in and, and heal that first. Amazing. <laughs> let's, let's do those little things first. Do, do not, never, ever try this. Attempt to do it on your own if, if you are talking about trauma. Yeah, I agree. I, I really, I really agree. Like, you need a qualified professional, 100%, because there is no way... I could have walked through the doors that I have about being sexually abused and the emotional intensity and that the things I went through without somebody watching me mm -hmm. and making sure I understood what was happening in the process. I was very young, like I was in my early twenties and I know that opening the door to the trauma could have traumatized me even more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's very yeah. important. Like FYI, everybody, like be sure if you're going to, you know, walk forward and realizing that there's, you have sensuality or sexuality blocks or intimacy blocks that you really, you know, find Gail and work with her and really make sure or get her book or just make sure that you work to, you know, make sure you're safe. Because I, I love that you've said that yeah. a couple times, you know, like that. And that is so important for people to know that they need to be safe, you know. Mm -hmm me that's so so gracious and and so beautiful you know fine oh go ahead i'm good you, go. you know finally we are having the talk about consent on mass yes finally that is happening big time yeah. and we want that to continue um because really like most things in life but with our sexuality because it's so fragile um, so many hurts around it, so much taboo around it. Uh, we, you know, it's safety first, last and forever. Yeah. Can you, I want to ask you to define what safety means. So if I was, if I was a little girl and you were trying to explain what I should understand inside about feeling safe, 
Is there a description for that? Because we say mm. we don't fully understand what they're supposed to feel, what safety actually feels like. Okay. How would I describe it? Emotionally, to me, safety feels like comfort, mm -hmm. Love it. peace, mm. Mm. Um, it, it feels that intuitive right. Mm. It feels good inside. Because mm. mm. we've got built-in radar. We do. And we intuitively know if something isn't quite right. Yeah, we do. And, you know, you can even tell when your partner comes home from work or walks into the room, if something's not right, yep. <laughs> yes, we kind of go, okay, I can feel your energy is kind of off. Yeah. And so it's, it's that knowingness of, and I think that that in this conversation, I th think that that safety comes first by feeling um, intimately connected with yourself so you can tune into that. So important. Yeah. That's a key, key ingredient to, and I love that because you're bringing it full circle back into your relationship with yourself is so important. It's so important because that's the one that shows up to everybody else, right? I don't know if my, if the way I explained it would resonate with a, with a little girl. <laughs> no, but yeah. I don't educate kids. So I'm kind of going, how would I? <laughs> no, you're, good. you're good because I understood it. When you said peace, I understood what it meant. But like, because when I was a child, like that's what I did not feel. Mm -hmm. Even though I was in a house with people, I never felt peace. You know it I mean? feels like belonging. Yeah. Acceptance. Yeah, and like a, like I'm okay here. Like I'm not like looking over my shoulder. Like a piece at the different stages of who we are as people. It, I know it changes shape and form. You know what I mean? So, just the word in itself resonates with me at, at every level. Even today, like when I think about my sensuality, sexuality today as a 55 year old woman who's gone through, I can't even tell you the stories. I like can we we probably have a good chuckle about a lot of them. <laughs> I'm so comfortable with who I am, whether I want to have sex or not, whether yeah. I will or I won't. Like I'm in menopause now, so I'm at a another level of self-acceptance and peace, which I didn't need to have or even I could have had in 20 years ago. And I see, think that's an ever-changing experience of safety inside is to be at peace with yourself and to have that feeling like I belong with this experience that I'm having mm -hmm. inside myself, you know? I loved it. That's so good. That's juicy. Dr. Yes. That's juicy. I love it. Really, really. This is juicy. Yes. It it's is. messy and complicated and fun. And if it's not fun and playful, it's, you're missing something. You know, you can, this whole thing about everybody wants hot, passionate sex. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. So what does that mean to you? You right. know, what, is, what are you looking for the Hollywood version? Because if you, that's, that's somebody else's representation of what hot and passion is. Exactly. So what, what, 
what going back to spirit what is your spiritual essence what is your energy what turns you on it's that allowing yourself to be playful mm. and express who you truly are and if you can be playful then you are tapping into your freedom mm. and when you can be fully expressed that way with that freedom yeah. and that peace yeah. being at peace with yourself mm. then you start tapping into those experiences that we call transcendent and and ecstasy yeah. and euphoric oh my gosh you yeah know, i wanted to ask you about this before and i want to know more about your work and i want everybody to know how to reach you and find you and just because i i adore you i think you're brilliant um you know the physical experience of sex itself right when we talk about essence and spirit I have my definition of kind of how that transcends itself in the physical form I'm curious to know what yours is like you know spiritual physical sensual experience how that transcends itself in the orgasm or in the body like when people are having sex what are they experiencing spiritually wow that's like it's huge you know, yeah yeah, let's, let's, let's talk to the, the big guy. Uh, <laughs> what are we experiencing? I think we're experiencing our, our divine connection. Now, that's on the spiritual side. Um, physiologically, there's a whole mess of stuff. Like, so for me, when two souls connect, okay, and you have that level of intimacy, like you're talking about emotionally and mentally, and then there's physically, but when two souls are in that space of vulnerability, the exchange of love that happens in the vagina and the penis experience has this essence, that essence you were talking about is tangible. You, I mean, you can feel it and it becomes such a, like an explosive feeling in the body like your mm -hmm. whole body is having an orgasm and it feels like it even spreads outside of your body and into each other that's mm -hmm. what i'm talking about because i think that's very key to what you were saying before about knowing your own essence and energy because that leads you to these really in-depth oneness experiences with with someone else where you know the universe transcends itself into us and our souls kind of like dance a little bit do you does that make sense to you as well absolutely absolutely and i have had those experiences and they are beyond they're beyond words yes they yeah. really truly are now what i would caution in this is is that anybody listening to this who has not had those experiences Mm. add the word yet yet onto the end of that that's perfect. because it is possible for everybody yeah. it truly truly is so that's the first thing that I want to say um, the um, last what I was gonna say <laughs> lost what the other one was I really wanted to drive that one home um, uh, the the energy that we're feeling I have had that same energetic experience when I'm meditating. Yes. Oh, I love it. You said it. Yes. Right? Like yeah. you, you, you tap into the pureness of who you are. And so you lose all 
mm. barriers. Mm. So good. You, you lose uh, the the limiting beliefs. You lose. Um, oh gosh, how do I describe this? You know, you, it becomes uh, during sex. It's less about the goal. Mm-hmm. It's not about trying hard to get to that point where you have that experience. Yes. It's it's being so tuned in to the energy of the moment. So beautiful. Well said. That not just the way your partner looks or how the physical experience is playing out, yeah. but the energy of that moment. It's like the ultimate presence, right? Mm-hmm. Like the ultimate, like you, all of you right. is present. <laughs> all of them are present. Like I've had this experience like where it's been very healing as well where the, the first time or two I experienced that closeness to somebody, I just broke down and cried. Like I just totally lost it. You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah. And I, I like, and I, I, I let myself be in that because I understood I was healing something very deep inside me that I was allowing this presence in my, in my life at that moment in time. Yeah. I also think it's important because I love what you said before, like my experience too, like that didn't happen. That happened like way after I started the journey of self-healing, like mm-hmm. way after, you know, like I had a lot of moving parts to heal in my heart before I was sure. that vulnerable. So I love what you said when you said not yet, like trust it, like as you process your journey, you can expand to that place of ultimate presence. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like the healing, we remove one layer at a time because it would be too traumatic to go too deep too quickly. So we have to just, and when we're ready, that's when we can heal that next layer. And it's the same with the growth. It's adding one layer on at a time uh, and building up your... um, your trust in who you are. So perfect. I love it. That was really like, I have to say, I love this conversation. You're just, me too. Like to me, it's like, I was like, we could just stay out here and talk all day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, you're definitely going to come back and hang out with me some more. And I would love for people to have a chance to chat with you as well. Cause I, it's really important, you know, the work you're doing. And I really mean that with all my heart because of what I went through. I value you so much. And it's so important for people to find liberation. Mm-hmm. But my, my honor to you, like what I feel is that, you know, from knowing you a little bit as well, is you're, you just, I know you'll be that person who never stops growing and sharing that growth and, and helping people just expand more who they are especially at this, in this area of life, which is so deeply important. It's so deeply important that people find that comfort in their relationships, that how many relationships can be saved that don't even know they can be saved because of the problems that are being, uh, you know, put under the carpet. And here you are like this trailblazer going, listen, okay, people, you know, there's a way through. There's- yeah, We're, we are pulling up this carpet and we're, we're exposing this big ass elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. It's here. Here it is. Yeah. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. So I want, um, you know, I, we're coming to the uh, kind of the end of the show and I want people to 
know how to like, I just want to know what you're up to now, where are you headed and how people can connect with you. So I know you have a book coming. Tell me about anything else that you're up to that is really important and you want us to know about. Okay. Um, I am in the, the final stages of putting together uh, what I think is, is pretty cool for people. Okay. It's, um, you know, there's, I've got free things on my website. Yeah. And we, with so many people do webinars and, and I've done them too. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I want to give these people more. I really want them to know more. So I have just finished recording a one hour um, educational piece Beautiful. on, you know, how to make love great. And it's the foundation of the work that I do. So it's, you know, it's no obligation stuff. It's, and I couldn't pack it all into one hour. So there's, there's now there's like extra emails and my assistant is going, are you sure you want to do give all this? And I'm going, yes, 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 no. I do. Yeah. I because mean, people no. need this. Amazing. And you know, they can't, no matter like what you're giving, you're opening a door, they still need the support. You know what I mean? So whatever door you're opening safely and lovingly, believe me, we want it and we need it. So that's amazing. Okay. So how can, and how can people do that? <laughs> Uh, my website is yeah. drgailfriend.com, D-R-G-A-Y-L-E-F-R-I-E-N-D.com. Uh, the page where they will be able to sign up directly is makelovegreat.com. Perfect. Awesome. So basically, just get on it right now and look out because this, this, um, new expression of what you want to give us is coming out soon and yes. we want to see and pay attention to the book launch and support you on that and get that book in our possession for real. and yes and on facebook if if yeah. uh the audience is uh, facebookers yeah. um i've got a group on there make love great yeah that's true yes, so come join my my make love great group um we're small but mighty right now and growing I love so it. it's going to be, yeah, I'm so excited about this next year. I can hardly wait for this book to come out. And yeah, I've got a couple more chapters to finish up and then it's the editing process and, and all the rest of it. But there'll be, there'll be, you know, sneak peeks here and, and there. And yeah. I love it. And if people want to actually work with you, they really have loved this conversation and recognize <clears> themselves <throat> in our, in what we've talked about today they can go to the website and information is there to connect with you. Absolutely. Or they can email me directly, gail at drgailfriend.com. Okay. That's and I'm sure you'll have the, the links in the show notes. I'll put and... everything in there as well. Okay. Just so yeah. that's perfect. You know, is there anything else you want to close up with to just let people simmer over or think of? Any other permission you want to give us about our sexuality? <laughs> and, you know, Sexuality. Um, you know, the first thing that came to my mind wasn't really sexually related, but it's it's relational, and and it all it's part and parcel. When you first said that, the first thing that came up for me is I want to debunk 
um, something that a lot of people think, and that is one, that phrase, you complete me. Oh, ouch. Bullshit. Uh, hello, I'm with you. Ditto. I, yeah. yeah. You complete me? No. No. <laughs> no. 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 You complete yourself. You get in touch with your true self. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first thing. And, you know, a couple of other myths out there, like, you know, typical advice that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Date nights. They're going to save your marriage. I love it. Nope. Because you're going to go out on that date and you're going to be carrying all that baggage with you into the conversations, you know, learn to communicate. Communication is the cornerstone. Well, not if you got all the baggage in the conversation. So, you know, it's all getting back to your true self. And yeah. So date nights are great. I'm all for them. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But you got to do the work. Yeah. And be honest about that stuff you're carrying, right? Like, you, mm-hmm. I love that because it's true. Like you can't camouflage the truth. The elephant's walking around. It's really there. Yeah. It's like, right. That makes total sense. Oh, you're amazing. Really so amazing. Are you. Very grateful uh, for this time with you. Honestly, Dr. Gail, you're amazing and I love you. And I'm going to share all of what you are about. Make sure you <laughs> check out the links, everybody. And, you know, thank you so much for your time and your wonderful, beautiful gift that you're giving the world in your work. And I adore you and we'll definitely hang out another time. I hope you'll come back on the show for sure. Oh, I would love to. Uh, Thank you so, so much. And we'll see you next time. Bye. All right. Thanks, Lisa. Bye.